Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Eagles Post Game Analysis here at the Philadelphia Sports Table Podcast Show, the longest-running weekly Philly sports podcast show in the world. Week 8 of the Philadelphia Eagles 2019 season now in the books. The Eagles beat the Buffalo Bills on the road by a score of 31-13. The Eagles are now 4-4 four and four on the season. I'm Jeff Warren, and I'm here with my good buddy, Len Hunsicker. Len, the Eagles desperately desperately needed this win here and they they were able to get it done my friend yeah had to have it i mean uh we picked the bills um both of us in this game uh and there i did have a thought of like they gotta be desperate like they gotta need yeah and then this is this is what you know you wanted to see you wanted to see this kind of performance um so you know it, it's it's interesting because you know the bills kind of like if i'm a bills fan I'm kind of like, is my team a fraud? Because that they were five and one, but I think the teams that they had beat had like a record of combined record of like six and twenty-seven or something like that. Okay, yeah. So yeah. if I'm a Bills fan, I'm like, Ooh, how you know, is my team a fraud? If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm I'm thinking, all right, well, th- this is good. Keep that in mind and and just move forward and and hope you know we keep getting better here. Absolutely, I I think for me, Len, when we talk about our takeaways here, as we do every week on these post game shows, like I said, definitely they were in desperation mode coming into this game, the third road game in a row. Biggest takeaway, though, is the fact that Doug actually rebounded big time from the past two road games. They and they needed this road win in the biggest way. I I, I said on this past week's show that if they were going to salvage the season at all, they needed to come through. And Len, they're still alive. And they did it on the ground, too. They ran the ball, which is what so many in Eagles Nation wanted. So many individuals in the fan base were just screaming on social media, just various podcast shows out there, run the freaking ball. The run game today was absolutely huge. 218 total rushing yards on the ground, averaged 5.3 yards per carry lend. It was it was fantastic. And of course, a lot of that was helped by Miles Sanders' 65-yard run. But Jordan Howard was just hammering it, hammering at home today on 23 carries for 96 yards, 4.2 yards per carry, and a touchdown, man. It, it was, the run game was just, it was virtually unstoppable today. 
Yeah, it was it was good to see. I mean, it was um, kind of a, a bullying type of football, um, and you know, you always want your team to be on the uh, giving end of that rather than the receiving end. And I thought it was a necessary um, plan of attack today. You know, you you were playing up in Buffalo. There's 40 degree wind gusts. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the kicking game. You you saw how the wind was affecting you know punts and kicks yep. and you know th- that that carries over into the passing game as well. You know, uh, so it, to me, it, it was this was the kind of game where you want to win it on the ground. Absolutely. I think it's interesting when we looked at this game, we're like, how are the Eagles going to do in the first quarter? Well, the Eagles scored three points in the first quarter. And when I'm, when I, when it got to the second quarter, Len, I was like, well, I guess that's good. You know, it's, it's better than none, <laughs> which is what we've basically become accustomed to. But I think that the thing that's still frustrating with the slow starts to this team is that it, it was the classic Eagle sequence where the defense had, consecutive three and outs and then all the offense could manage was those three points but then we saw another classic Eagles sequence on the flip side of that coin where the offense finally had a scoring drive they were able to actually get three points on the board and the defense immediately squandered a big touchdown but they finally got their act together in the second half where the Eagles scored 13 points in the third quarter and seven points in the fourth quarter and I I do have to say dude the slow starts I guess they're just not going to be a fast starting team and we talked about on last week's show Len that maybe they're just not that uh, that great of a team and maybe it's taken halfway through the season for them to get to a point where we can start saying you know what they can contend here in the NFC East yeah I mean we're we're now you know halfway through the, the regular season this is this is who they are I mean if you're if you're expecting them to come out and you know put points on the board early that that's not who this team is. Um, the the one thing that I'm I'm waiting for, um, and, and I don't know if he has uh, exploded uh, and and is no longer with us, but whenever it is that Deshaun Jackson does return, um, <laughs> like yeah. d- does, does does his presence matter that much? You said that on to, last to, week's post game show. Yeah, yeah. and and mm-hmm. I'm going to keep saying it because it just feels like you know the passing game is just kind of. It, it, it's 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 riding shotgun. I mean, it, it's really just kind of along for the ride there um, without him. And I, I just want to see him play just so that I can see if the passing game really looks that much different. Right. I, I agree. Not even, not even yeah. to see him put up numbers, just to see what everybody else looks like. I think that I think it's interesting you say that because I can't tell you the last time that we have had a consistent, a consistent 100-yard receiver on this Eagles team. It just isn't happening. And you take a look at who the dominant wide receiver, or I'm sorry, the dominant receiver was in 2018, which was Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz had four targets today. He caught two balls for 20 yards. Len, what we've been seeing with Zach Ertz in the receiving game here this season has basically been on par with who he has been throughout his entire career. I think last year was such an anomaly for Zach Ertz that People, of course, are disappointed thinking that he was going to be some dominant tight end, you know, or maybe maybe like Tony Gonzalez or something like that, where it's going to be this forever year after year thing. But that's not Zach Ertz, I don't think, anymore. And I think we all need to start coming to the realization that from a talent standpoint, this wide receiver core and receiving core in general just isn't all that talented. They really are not all that talented. The dominance that we saw from Ertz last year, 
that's really not him. That's not the guy we saw throughout his career this year. That is the Zach Ertz, or this is the Zach Ertz, I should say, that 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 we are seeing. I mean, listen, Alshon's making a ton of money. Nelson Aguilar's making a ton of money for only coming down with four targets for seven yards on the day. $9.4 million, Len, this year for Nelson Aguilar. And this wide receiver core just isn't all that great. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't know that I fully agree with um, – your take on where Zach Ertz is, okay. um, you know, but prior to last year, you know, he had, you know, the numbers weren't as good, obviously. I mean, last year was a, an absurd year for him, but they had steadily been building. You look at his, at his, um, you know, football reference page and, you know, the numbers are, are slowly getting better every year. So there was at least a progression. Like th- it wasn't just nothing. Okay. And then one year out of nowhere and then back down to nothing. I think this year, He's been worse than than he was in those years leading up to the career year last year. Okay. Like, okay. Um, it, this year isn't even up. To, he's isn't even up to par to those years that were before. So I don't know what it is this year. Everybody has an off year, you know, somewhere in their career, and maybe this is it for him. I don't think that he's this player that he is right now. Still, I think he's a better player than that. I think it's just sometimes you have those years, and and if he continues down this path this year. The next year, I do expect him to be better. I, I, I do. I don't think this is, you know, he's plateaued and leveled off and this is, you know, he's going to be this, you know, subpar tight end for the rest of his career. I, I don't believe that. Okay. I mean, I'm feeling like this is like his 2016 season in a way. Do you, do you, did you say you had his numbers up at all? Uh, or his career I, I, numbers? I don't, but I just okay. remember, I remember, because I, I remember when we were doing, um, um, an interview uh, before the season started with somebody, and I, I had a question about Zach Ertz, and then it prompted me to pull up his football reference page. And I remember seeing that. I remember seeing a progression, okay. you know, leading up to it, and then you know, and just this year, you can just tell. You you can tell the numbers aren't going to be close to there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, just from an offensive perspective as well, when we look at this game too. Again, I mentioned the Miles Sanders touchdown 65 yarder uh that's what we were used to seeing when he was at Penn State I mean he hit the right gap he was gone and let's credit Jordan Howard for that open block that allowed him to that allowed him to go to the house it was it was a we it was a weird play design by Doug Lynn it was a two-back set Doug never uses right yes Doug never uses two-back sets and if freaking worked i couldn't believe it <laughs> maybe do it more yeah i mean it, it, it's <laughs> trying something it's new a, yeah it's a different look show different looks give whatever defensive coordinator is game planning for you the next week or the next couple weeks from now give them more to look at more to think about i i I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And listen, I, I know that this past week in Eagles Nation and throughout, oh my gosh, talk radio, it was talked about who was that anonymous source, you know, criticizing Wentz and everything. And I think everybody came to the, I think it was kind of come to the conclusion that it was probably Alshon Jeffrey, for those of you who are kind of following that story out there. And I thought was interesting in this game, Len, is that Alshon got more targets than anybody else in this game. And even in the first, uh, even in the first quarter, he was targeted more than any other wide receiver too. He was only targeted twice, but Wentz was really spreading the ball around. But he was making sure that he was getting the ball to Alshon Jeffrey. And even though Jeffrey didn't come down with his first two passes in this game, uh, or didn't didn't come down with the catch with those first two uh, Wentz passes, but I just think it's interesting how 
He got more targets than anybody else on the day, uh, next to Dallas Goddard, who had five targets. Wentz really spread the ball around, but you know, Alshon Jeffrey, I guess being the quote number one receiver, did get the most targets. But I just thought it was interesting in terms of that storyline this past week. I feel like I remember like the past few weeks, you know, just whenever you do the show and, and you're looking through the numbers. I, I I think I generally remember him being either the most targeted or second most targeted receiver pretty much every week. I yeah. mean, this year. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this isn't like out of nowhere for me. The fact that he was targeted more than any other receiver. I've seen this happen before. It's just a ma- um, matter of I think they clicked a little better. I think whatever they were doing in the passing game happened to work a little better. And not that it was great because this, you know, wasn't a, a big um, offensive, you know, day for the passing game, but it was, it was enough. And it was, it was good to see them go down the field that, that one play um, for that long gain. I think it was a 38 yard gain um, for, for Jeffrey down the sideline that I, I, I was happy to see that, that yeah. down the field type thing that quite frankly, we haven't seen basically since, uh, since, you know, as we said, since Deshaun Jackson, has been out. Yep, absolutely. Another thing we haven't seen too much of, Len, long drives. How about that Eagles eight-minute and 17-second drive at the end of the game? I mean, that was amazing to see. We have not seen that for quite some time, man. <laughs> and when you're running the ball the way they did today and, and you're and you're just knocking people over and, and shoving it down their throats, that's what you can do. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that that is what a good running game does for you. It allows you to, to just have that kind of drive and, and salt away – you know, the clock and just impose your will on, on whoever it is you're playing. Absolutely. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, Len, takeaway, major takeaway for me is that we now have Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills back together again, starting at cornerback. And they really did seem to stabilize the defense. And I saw some tweets out there mentioning something similar as well. The stability of the defense that we saw today, I don't necessarily know if it was because of Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills, but the fact that they were able to stabilize the secondary at the very least, they aren't the best cornerbacks by any stretch here in the NFL, but they displayed today. I think that they're the most competent cornerbacks on this Eagles roster and I think it was good to see them both back out there again they're not perfect by any stretch but they provided some stability to that secondary line good to see it I still want upgrades oh I, um, I'm with you <laughs> I'm yeah, with you so, but so it's not so Sidney I, Jones and Rasul Douglas out there yeah, you know, no, <laughs> I know. yeah no it, it, it was better and, and to be honest I, I think that they were you know they, they they played well today I mean they played really well but um I think, you know, you also, when you look at that, you have to look at how much they were aided by the pass rush. Um, I mean, I think the Eagles did a good job of knocking Josh Allen around all day. Uh, they had four sacks. They had four tackles for a loss. They had nine quarterback hits. Love it. Um, Josh Allen fumbled the ball three times today. I mean, he, he recovered one of them. But, you know, you, you were in his face all day, and you were making it an, an uncomfortable day. Absolutely. So, and that, to me, played a huge part in that. Fletcher Cox, one and a half sacks on the day. Thought it was actually going to be two straight up, but he had his second strip sack in two games right at the start of this game. Defense was on fire early on. Uh, they weren't letting the Bills do anything really early on. Defense came up huge right before the half with Brandon Graham getting that turnover, forced fumble on Josh Allen, and it allowed the Eagles' offense to capitalize, and they were able to score on a great pass from uh, Carson Wentz to Dallas Goddard. 
Goddard. So absolutely great play this week by the Eagles defense, man. I'm so glad we don't have to make this an explicit show this week. <laughs> we still can, but you know. I know. Usually when they lose, it's when it's explicit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No All right. I don't know, do you want to get any special teams now or should we wait until we do the, the special teams grading? What do you think? I just wait until then. I mean, okay. I, I figure now you you know maybe look at you know some some numbers here. Yeah, let's do it. Team stats here. Eagles, oh man, possession here. Time of possession: thirty-five minutes and fifty-seven seconds to the Buffalo Bills: twenty-four minutes and three seconds. Total yards by the Eagles today: three hundred and seventy-one yards to the Bills: two hundred and fifty-three yards. Twenty-one first downs for Philly. Sixteen first downs for Buffalo. Both teams had one turnover in this game. Penalties on the day. Eagles only had four penalties for 44 yards. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills were penalized eight times for 57 yards. Uh, yards per play, love looking at that. 5.5 yards per play for the Eagles and 4.4 yards per play by the Buffalo Bills. And this is another one right here, Len. We look at it every single week, third down efficiency. The Eagles were 8 of 15 in third down efficiency, over 50%. Fantastic on the day with regard to third down. Fourth down efficiency has been interesting. They have not necessarily been converting on fourth downs over these past few weeks here. 0 for 2. So those are some of the some of the team stats here, Len. Uh, any any takeaways here? I mean, to me, it, it is the rushing numbers. Um, 41 rushes, 41, um, 218 yards, and when you're getting 5.3 yards a carry, I, I mean, I, I that I, I love seeing it. Um, yeah. that really stands out to me. All right, uh, let's move over to the box score now. Carson Wentz had himself a decent, decent day today. Not necessarily putting up the yardage, probably had to do with some wind out there, although there were two quarters when he was throwing with the wind. Let's keep that in mind. He was 17 of 24 for 172 yards. He averaged 7.2 yards per attempt. One touchdown on the day. He was sacked three times, but he ended with a rating of 104.9. Great game from Carson there, especially from a ratings perspective. We haven't seen that for quite some time. Len, you want to take us through some more? I know we kind of went into some numbers with the rushing earlier. Why don't you take us through some more detailed numbers here? Okay. Uh, Well, Jordan Howard led the way. 23 carries, 96 yards, um, 4.2 yards carry, and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, um, three carries for 74 yards, 24.7 yards carry. Obviously, you know, the the big chunk of that came <laughs> on that 65 yard yeah. touchdown. So um, yeah, I mean that you know it's great to see, uh, especially just because it's been such a concern all year. 
Carson Wentz, I think an underrated aspect of his game today, eight rushes, 35 yards, 4.4 yards of carry. Man, yes. Yeah, uh, that Man. was that was good to see. I was very happy to see that aspect of the uh, of of their offensive attack. Nelson Aguilar, two carries for seven yards, and Boston Scott, five carries for six yards and a touchdown. Can we stop with the Nelson Aguilar carries? <laughs> I mean, I know he had that one that was 16 yards, and it's fantastic, Len. And I, ne- I think Doug was just trying to be a little too creative a little earlier on on in this game. Again, it did work with that that 16 yarder. But man, sometimes it just didn't work. And well, it's you know, two carries. One went for 16 yards, and he only had uh, seven yards on the day. So yeah. the other one was negative nine. So it was either <laughs> feast or famine. Exactly. Uh, let's and let's knock that off. We've got some pretty talented running backs here. So all right, receiving Alshon Jeffrey, as I mentioned early earlier, leading the day with six targets. He came down with four of them for 64 yards, averaged 16 yards per reception. Miles Sanders. Number three on, or I'm sorry, number two in terms of receiving this week. Caught all three of his targets for 44 yards. He averaged 14.7 yards per reception. Dallas Goddard was targeted five times. He came down with three balls. We know one of those was a touchdown. He caught uh, 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 or 22 yards. Oh, my gosh, I got tongue-tied there. 22 yards on the day for him. Zach Ertz, two receptions for 20 yards. Jordan Howard, one reception on a nice screen for 15 yards. And uh, Nelson Aguilar, as I mentioned earlier, was targeted four times, caught all four balls for only seven yards, averaged 1.8 yards per reception. 1.8 yards per reception, folks. And that gives you a total of 172 yards, 10.1 yards per reception on the day for this Eagles receiving core. Uh, Len, can you take us through some of the defensive numbers? I know you kind of went through the uh, uh, some of the sacks, tackles for a loss, quarterback hits, but anything else stick out to you here in the box score? Yeah, um, you know, Brandon Graham, um, six tackles, five solo. He had a sack. He had two tackles for a loss and a quarterback hit. Uh, Nathan Gary had a good bounce back week. He had six tackles, five solo. He had a sack. He had a tackle for a loss. He had a quarterback hit. Um, Fletcher Cox had 1.5 sacks. Brandon Graham had the other half a sack. Brandon Graham had three quarterback hits on the day. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was um, – yeah, I thought he was – you know, you, you don't always get the, the sack numbers, but uh, there was plenty of pressure. There was a lot of hurries. I think uh, it said Josh Allen was hurried like uh, 19 times on the day in the graphic I saw in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. So – it's just consistent pressure. That's what it is, and that's that's how you you take over a game and, and stall an offense. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, let's get to grading by position this week since we've gone through the box score and team stats. Len, I'm going to give Carson Wentz this week a B. Uh, he, he didn't do necessarily not, not too, too much that was flashy. Actually, I'll get, I'm going to give him a B plus because of what you said when you went through the rushing, how he had eight carries for 35 yards, very underrated part of his game. I'm going to give him a B plus this week due to his play, not just throwing the ball, but making sure his legs were getting first downs for this team at the end of the game. What do you give him? Yeah, this is what you want to see. I mean, um, you look at the passing stats and I mean, and it is, kind of the very definition of game manager it is but you know but you throw in those you know like you said like you said you throw in those rushing numbers and you know it's it's a different look and it creates something different so i'll go b plus there as well all right the uh running backs on the day today how how can you not give jordan howard miles sanders 
I don't want to say Boston Scott necessarily, but he was out there and he scored a touchdown from five yards out. I don't think anybody thought Boston Scott was going to get that touchdown opportunity there, but uh, I'm going to give him an A-plus this week. This is what you want to see from your uh, your running backs, Len. Yeah, uh, I mean, as as a unit, you know, and, and I think a lot of that, you know, Doug should get some credit there. I mean, you know, he's he's the one putting together the game plan. Yep. Um, some of those Wentz runs were designed quarterback draws. So, you know, it's good to see him implement that kind of thing in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, A-plus for me. I mean, this is really, you know, you can't expect this every week. You know, you're. I know that they still do want to throw the ball, and, and I know that, you know, you're not going to have this kind of success every week. But this was encouraging to see. Absolutely. So A-plus for me here. All right. Receivers this week, Len. Uh, kind of, kind of lukewarm in a way for me, uh, especially when Alshon Jeffrey missed those two. I know he led the, I know he led the team in receiving yards with sixty four, but dropping those first two balls of the game that I think he should have just caught, uh, that that left kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and I know Dallas Goddard has has more touchdowns now on the season than Zach Ertz. He has three to Zach Ertz is one on the season. Uh, this wide receiver core is just. Uh, very interesting and of course getting a lot of attention this past week about the need for Howie Roseman to upgrade the receiving position at some point before the trade deadline there's only a couple days left till the trade deadline it's October 29th but I'm gonna give him a b minus this week what do you give him um I will give them I'll give him a c plus um you know I, I there were some things I I wish I would have seen more of um well, less of, I guess, if you're talking about the drops. But, um, you know, I, and I do want to single out Miles Sanders. He's still, you know, even in the game where he did run the ball well, still showing himself to be a very, um, you know, integral part of the passing game. And yeah. good to see. It's good to have a running back, you know, that you can get out of the backfield and you can be confident in completing passes too. But, you know, you still wonder where is Zach Ertz, um, you know, you really only have one wide receiver right now. I mean, Nelson Aguilar doesn't. Shouldn't count. Um, you, you have Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, and that's basically it. Yeah, yeah, that's about it right now at this point. So, all right, let's move to the offensive line. Uh, very shaky at the beginning of this game. Very, very inconsistent play from the offensive line. They really turned things around in the uh, second half. couple uh, spotty plays here and there in the second half. But overall, I think they provided a positive foundation for this run game. Carson at times needs to get the ball out quicker. I know that's a theme with Carson Wentz that we continue to hear. But overall, I think the offensive line did a very good job today, Len. And uh, they're going to get a B-plus from me. What do you give them? I'm going to go straight B. I mean, obviously, they're going to get high marks for what they did in the running game. Uh, he did get uh, let Wentz get sacked three times. And I do know that that partially is a function of you know, him holding the ball too long. Yeah. Um, but, you know, three sacks, five quarterback hits. You don't like to see that. Um, I'll go B. All right. Over to the defensive side of the ball. The line, I, I have to say that I love seeing the actual sacks in this game, Len. Tackles for loss. Quarterback hits, a lot of them, like you had mentioned. But there were times when it's like the line is almost there. It, they're almost getting to the quarterback. I mean, there were four sacks that Josh Allen took today. They're, honestly, there probably should have been another 10 like it was in the Jets game, but they just weren't necessarily getting there. I'm going to give the uh, defensive line uh, this week, just I mean, from a, from a, from a rushing, a pass rushing perspective, I'm going to give them a, a B minus because they did, listen, they did hold this Buffalo rushing attack to under 100 yards, 98 yards. So they're going to get a B minus from you this week. What do you give them? 
they're going to get a B from me. Um, I thought, like you mentioned, they did a good job in, in the run game. And then, you know, they they, they smacked um, Josh Allen around. You had Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham with a quarterback hit. Um, you had um, uh, Derek Barnett with three of them. Albert Huggins and Bruce Hector each had one. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox had a sack and a half. So, you know, they, they I thought they consistently were, were putting it to um, Josh Allen. And I, I think they did a good job. So B for me. Okay. You know what? I'll give them a B too. You make great points there. You switched me around there. All right. Uh, let's move to the linebackers this week. I don't think the linebackers were actually <laughs> a, a liability this week, Len. I mean, you've got TJ Edwards out there, Nate Gary, even though he really does stink. Uh, Kamu Gruje Hill had two tackles on the day, but I, I don't think the, the linebackers played all that poorly today. I'm going to give them a B. What do you give them? Yeah, they were okay. Um, you know, I again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that these are starting caliber linebackers in the NFL. I don't think they are. Maybe like one out of three of them, you know, could should be starting. Um, but this is what you have right now, at least until Bradham comes back, um, at, or, or if this team ever does decide to sign or or highly draft a linebacker which will probably never happen but um <laughs> but yeah so i mean what what they did today was was good i'll go um b minus there okay it was nice not to see like the, like the top the top two guys uh, on defense being somebody from the secondary today that was nice i mean yeah. malcolm jenkins yeah, came in third in terms of his defensive productivity but man it's it's nice that you had Brandon Graham and Nate Gary. You know, I should listen. I, I don't think he's that great of a player. Uh, I think other guys on the team put him in a good place to make plays, but uh, he did have a sack. You know, he had a tackle for a loss and a quarterback hit. Anyway, uh, let's move to the cornerbacks and uh, safeties. Let's grade the secondary, Len. I'm actually going to give them a B plus this week. I think they held up very very well and uh, did an overall good job. And again, I think that comes down to Darby and Mills. Starting with each other, we've got that uh, we've got that quarter or that Super Bowl duo back. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl by any stretch, but it was just nice. Like I said earlier, it was nice to see them out there. I'm going to give them a, a B plus this week. What do you give them? Yeah, I thought they had a good game. I mean, Josh Allen, you're looking at his numbers. Only 16 to 34, so that's under 50 uh, percent passing. 169 yards. He had did have a you know two touchdowns and no interceptions, but still, um, you know they they. Uh, were active enough in in the uh, in the defensive game there as far as uh, the passing game that they kind of held them at bay and it just made it a rough day overall for uh, for Josh Allen. Uh, I, w- I wonder if Malcolm Jenkins was a little fired up after the whole thing with uh, Orlando Scandrick. Oh yeah. Um, so I-, I thought he played a pretty good game and like you said, having those two guys start a corner I think makes a definite difference. I'll go B for the secondary. All right, let's move over to coaching, grade the coaching, and then uh, and then we'll head out this week. Special teams, Len. The wind was ridiculous up in Buffalo. Jake Elliott kicks a 37-yarder into the wind, then misses an extra point. Um, understandable from a kicking perspective. Cam Johnston uh, had an okay day, I think. He had two short field punts in the that went into the end zone early on in the game and that's field position that you're talking about right there then the eagles i love it eagles block an extra point very good and then rasul douglas could have had two points off of that but he screwed it up not good boston scott fumbles a punt return and completely screwed up the eagles momentum in the second half. well could have i should have said could have screwed up the momentum in the second half it looked like it was going that way matt collins running into the kicker in the fourth quarter i don't know i'm gonna give dave fipp in this uh 
the special teams crew this week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a, a C plus. What do you give them? Um, I'm gonna give them a straight up C. Uh, I you know, look, the, uh, it, it's tough to give these kind of grades in in conditions like that where the wind is That's a good is point. doing what it's doing. I yeah. mean, I, I do I do feel bad about giving them that grade. And Elliot did perform, I think, admirably. Otherwise, I mean, it's. When 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 it's like that, crazy stuff's going to happen. Um, Cam Johnston, you know, um, big leg, but you know, when those balls are going into the end zone, uh, you know, you're you're not getting that field position. Normally, you'll see either half or a little over half of his punts being inside the twenty. You didn't see any of that today. Um, you mentioned the Boston Scott fumble, you know, stuff like that. You can't have. I mean, that that is yeah. something that's easily controllable. Yep. So I'm going to go see. Um, I not one of their better. Uh, out, outputs today exactly we haven't seen a lot of special teams from or special things from special teams this year so moving over to jim schwartz and the defense defense bounced back of course only allowing 13 points to the buffalo bills when last week was an absolute train wreck against uh um who the heck did they even play last week was it minnesota you mean Dallas? Dallas, Jesus! I wanted to forget that game so much I couldn't even remember. Apparently, who the holy hell? Anyway, uh, defense just bounced back, so I'm going to give Jim Schwartz this week. Um, I'm going to give him a. Ooh, it's going to be B plus A minus right around there. I'll, I'll stick with B plus. What do you give him? I'm going to go A minus. I mean, you know, only 13 points. Um, I, I thought it was a solid effort all around. I thought they made it a miserable day for for Josh Allen. So I'm going to go A minus there. You know, I, I like A minus too. It's their final home like three the three game road stretch it was the final game and they were actually able to do it on the road after three straight home game or away games so yeah i'll go a minus with jim schwartz with doug peterson i'm gonna give him an a minus as well Len. he again like i said at the top of the show they were in desperation mode they needed a bounce back game he rebounded doug peterson rebounded big time from the past two road games so he's gonna get an a minus from me what do you give doug I agree with that. I mean, I know once you get up by a certain amount, by a certain point, you're going to run the ball anyway to um, to salt away the clock. But I feel like that they kind of he had a good recognition of okay, passing game isn't working, hasn't really been working too much. Let's and the run game is clearly on today. Let's stick with it. I I, I mean, normally I like to see more of a of a, of a balanced run to pass ratio, but you know, hey, if the run defense or, or if the run game is working, use it. Use whatever's working, and I think Doug did that this week. All right, that's a great way to end this week's Eagles postgame podcast show. Uh, the Eagles have the Bears next week. Next week, 1 o'clock, then they have their bye week. They have three straight home games, which is nice, after three straight away games. Bears next week at home, bye week. Then the Patriots at home, then the Seattle Seahawks at home, and then thankfully they play the Miami Dolphins on the road after that so uh the dolphins game should be interesting to say the least but uh len i think we can uh rest uh, rest well this week knowing that this eagles team is not completely out of the nfc uh race for the division and they're they're not dead by any stretch after this game it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a nice week yeah i mean you have to keep in mind they they still do have one more game against dallas and it will be at home Hopefully they will be um, at um, you know a little bit more healthier at that point, and you know actually come together with a with a good game plan. Um, that would be nice. I think their last four games are against divi- uh, divisional opponents, so I mean they have a chance to really you know they're they're not out of this by any stretch. Right. Uh, you just 
you just want to take those previous two weeks and just flush them and just hope we don't get back to that. I mean, they do have some tough games to up. That Patriots game and that Seahawks game, I could see both those being losses. You never know. But um, but they still have a chance here. So let's see what they do. Let's see what they do. All right, everybody. Take care. and We will catch you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.